Welcome to our show, Holding Ground. My name is Laura Richer. I'm a psychotherapist and the owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. Each week, I'm joined by another therapist from the Anchor Light team to tackle important topics in mental health and psychotherapy. Our goal is to promote well-being by normalizing mental health challenges. We are here holding ground for you every Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. on KKNW. Good morning and welcome to Holding Ground. I'm your host, Laura Richer. I'm a licensed therapist and I'm the founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. We have a great episode today that I am super excited about. I have two very special guests. Today, we are going to be talking about female friendships and the positive impact that platonic relationships have on your mental health. I consider myself to be very lucky in that I have always had really great friends, and I know that this isn't true for everyone, but for me, female friendships, for the most part, have been a source of fun, comfort, and nurturing and stability in my life. So today, perfect for this episode, I have two of my besties joining me. And first, I will introduce Shaylee Knudsen, who I happened to meet in the fourth grade. Uh, she moved into my neighborhood in somewhere around 1985, and the rest was history. Um, to share all of our stories with our listeners uh, would probably be inappropriate, but also <laughs> would take 100 episodes. Um, but we've been through a lot together, going all the way back to being little kids in the fourth grade. We used to like to play school and make our little sisters be the students so that we could <laughs> boss them around. Um, and then we went to high school together, of course. So we were always scheming to make sure that the other one had a date for the prom, just essentially so we could go together. Um, we've been through weddings, funerals, breakups, divorces, countless hours of time logged on the phone. And everything else that happens in life in between, we have been there for each other through all of it. I love this story. I've told it a million times, but I think that this pretty much sums up my relationship with Shay. Uh, when I was going through a breakup, I was living out of state and Shay flew down to help me move back to Seattle. No questions <laughs> asked. It, we just, it was assumed she'd come and, and support me through that. We spent three days in the car. We laughed. I cried. We never <laughs> even turned the radio on once. We talked the entire time. Um, we've never run out of things to talk about, and I can't imagine that we ever will. So Shay is one of the funniest, most reliable people that you will ever meet. She's the only person I know that had perfect attendance in high school. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> She's a mom to a soon-to-be a full-fledged adult 18-year-old. <laughs> And she's worked for a major insurance carrier in the Seattle area for over 20 years. Her special gift is remembering everyone's birthday, and she has a very special flair for customer service. So, Shay, thank you so much for being well, on you. my podcast. So, what do you think? How did how did we make this work? How have we been in this long term relationship for around 40 years? <laughs> long term relationship. Well, I mean, I do. We have so many memories. We could be here forever. Um, some things that stand out, you know, we live so close together and we had sisters that were the same younger sisters that were the same age and they were also friends. So, you know, there was times where we would have weekly pizza meets, Yes, the Godfather's, uh, the Godfather's pizza. pizza, no longer around, but, um, you know, memories, family, we would go with family Chelan vacations. Yep. Um, we made Just, our parents be friends with each other because right. we were That's all right. friends. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Laura was always encouraged, like she got me on the ski bus to go skiing. We were both not really athletic at all. <laughs> and, uh, she would always be encouraging me or to be her tennis partner in the high school. Team. So yeah, so we could, she was always getting me involved and, um, trying to bring 
that out in me, the I athlete that was, that I had, that I was not. Uh, so we did, yeah, we did some tennis, we did some skiing. Um, and then through the years, we've just maintained a long-term yeah. friendship. Yeah. So I, when you guys went, when you, cause you went to college in Bellingham, mm -hmm. how was that? Did you, were you also, where did you like, no, I was still, still here in Seattle, um, but we just kept, yeah, we've just, you know, I, I feel like friendships ebb and flow yeah. uh, over the years, you know, as things are going on in our lives, but you just, we've always made a point of keeping in touch sometimes closer than other, you know, yeah. some moments yeah. are yeah. closer than others, but yeah. I would go visit her up in Bellingham and yeah. we always had the phone. Thank God for yes. that. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> and I feel really grateful not to grow up in a time of technology. I mean, we didn't even have texting, so we no. had a lot of phone conversations. Yeah. But I think we always just made a real effort to stay in touch with each mm -hmm. other. And we did have, we were in different phases of life. Shay, when Shay had a small child, you know, I was off. What was I doing? Like you were mostly, yeah, in Arizona. Yeah. yeah doing all kinds of adult board type activities, but we didn't have a lot in common at the time, but we still always kept in touch with each other. And so I think that that has been a key to our friendship. And plus we're just, we just always have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I can't think of very many people that I could drive in the car for literally two days, mm -hmm. never even thought of turning on the radio no, because we just that. have too much to talk about. Yes. Solving the world's problems. Yes. One conversation <laughs> at a time. Mm -hmm. Always. Well, Shay, thank you for being here. Yes. And then also with me today, I have Andy Lucas oh, and oh. Andy, Hello. I have been friends for about 10 years now, which seems really hard to believe. I can't believe that. I always think of you as my new friend that I just made, but a decade <laughs> has gone by like in no time. Crazy. Okay. Um, so I, me and Andy really hit it off from the start and it was really interesting when we met, we were in very similar phases. We both found ourselves single and kind of starting over in our careers at a time when you might not expect that in our late thirties, early forties. Um, we were both trying to launch new businesses at the time, as well as navigate the dating scene, which could be a full-time <laughs> job in its own. <laughs> And unlike most of our friends, neither of us were married. Neither of us had kids. We were newly self-employed entrepreneurs. Um, and with that, we had an abundance of free time to do fun things. And we also had an abundance of uncertainty about our futures. Yes. So we were each other's plus one for many years. We spent many nights having deep conversations over a glass of wine, commiserating about the unfortunate dates that we went on. <laughs> Um, and really, I think the most important thing and like the foundation of our friendship, it was, we were really supportive of each other. We encouraged each other, especially with our businesses Yes. Um, and with everything. And I just really felt like, you know, the stars and moon kind of aligned and we were meant to yeah. come together because we were in set, we were living such parallel lives at that time. Absolutely. Yeah. And as luck would have it, we, we both met our now husbands within six weeks of each other. So we continued on the same trajectory. I know it's just so crazy. Yeah. And it, I often think of that, that if you had met your husband, now husband, mm -hmm. or I had, but the other one hadn't, that would have been kind of very difficult, yes. right? Because we were our, each other's partner in crime for mm -hmm. all of it. Yeah. So then, yeah, it was, just, it was it perfect. We got very lucky and it so happens that our husbands are now friends. So that. It all came <laughs> together. So I will ask you the same question, Andy. How do you think we've made this decade of friendship last? Um, I think it is being very intentional. When we decided to be friends, because we had had a professional relationship, mm -hmm. it was intentional. Like, you know what? I like you as a friend and I'd like to be friends with you. So we have to shift. Yep. Shift. And 
it was awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I am not necessarily a phone person, but you, we talked a lot on the phone yep. as you were driving to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we did have the technology. So texting was yes. a big thing. Um, but it's just, you know, I really like you as a person, your friends are fantastic. Yeah. And so it's just, I've, it's, it's been easy for me to kind of feel so comfortable with you and want to be friends with you. And <clears throat> that is a great point. Andy just easily stepped into my friend group that I really had created in Thank high school yes. earlier. Yes. And, yeah. and we have all become friends now, which has been great. All right. So I, again, feel very lucky to have great friendships in my life. And I know that that's a source for some people. It can be challenging to find good friends or to, yes. to know how to cultivate that kind of support in their life. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How important are friends? What is the impact that it might have on your mental health? So here's what we know. Friendships are meaningful regardless of gender. Mm -hmm. um, humans are social creatures, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. We crave being around others. Friendships give us a sense of community. We like to have like-minded individuals in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and, a, and a healthy friendship can teach us a lot about empathy and trust, communication, integrity, and other characteristics that we need to really for the evolution of, our, of humanity and our survival. Yeah. So friends are really important, but then women take it to the next level. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so what we know about female friendships is that um, they are essential to our health. Mm -hmm. And I found a really interesting quote in psychology today um, about that. And this is what it says. The research behind the importance of female friendship is strong. According to a study published in the Journal of Clinical Oncology, women with early stage breast cancer were, were four times more likely to die from it if they did not have very many female friends. Nice. Yeah, but wow. that doesn't surprise it me, doesn't right? Surprise no. Conversely, women with early stage breast cancer with a larger group of female friends have a higher survival rate regardless mm -hmm. of the physical distance between these female friends. As women, we rely on each other to give advice, be a shoulder to cry on, be an emotional support system, hold and protect secrets, boost, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of that, yeah. <laughs> and boost self-esteem and lend a listening ear. Our girl groups are strong, and as a result, a solid and healthy female friendship is something that every woman can benefit, benefit from. Yes. So what do you think about that? I, I have a very good friend who had she went through breast cancer and she had a very tight knit group of women friends around her and she's a survivor all of it i think it is so important and like you said about sharing secrets and everything and just talking the, our husbands and our boyfriends and our male friends they can hear it but they don't there's something it's mm -hmm. at very, they're trying to solve the problem or we'll just shake it off. Just do this. It's like, well, whoa, whoa. There's an understanding I yeah. think, with female friends. And, you know, not to be, to like generalize everybody, but typically your female friends, uh, and this is how we can have a conversation for three days in the car without turning mm -hmm. the radio on are willing to go through the minutia of things with you over Absolutely. and over again, deep dive into all of the details. <laughs> like sometimes you just have to analyze yeah. over and over. You have to. Right. Or talk yourself, each other off the ledge. Yeah. Yes. And your oh, spouse yes. or partner might not always be up for that um, for many reasons. And we've talked about in other episodes around couples conflict. <laughs> um, but, you know, to speak to what you're saying, Andy, uh, the, even science proves this, that pl platonic closeness gives us a healthy stress busting boost of the feel good hormones. So oxytocin, oh. dopamine, serotonin, 
All of the good brain chemicals that are vital to our emotional well-being and physical longevity come through having close connections with friends. Yes. I love that. I never even thought about the oxytocin, like all of those hormones that they really... It, it, it happens when we're all laughing, mm-hmm. like it just feels so good. Mm-hmm. And even if we're sitting around commiserating about something, it's still, it just feels good to have the friendship and the love yeah. around. The support. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, and especially now coming out of the pandemic, friends also mm-hmm. give us a sense of belonging and they help us cope with feelings of isolation and mm-hmm. cope with our life stressors and the, and the world around us. So I want to ask each of the, you this, this question. Not only are you my good friends, but I know you also have several other great female relationships. So Shay, I'll start with you. What has the value of female friendship been in your life? So I was thinking while you were talking about the breast cancer example, mm-hmm. um, as we've gone through just over many, many years, uh, parents passing, divorce, um, just even everyday little challenges, um, being frustrated in traffic. Cause we do often talk when Laura's travel, you know, like we're working. Yeah. and uh, I do remember that when, um, both of us were going through a divorce, uh, it was just a, at the exact same time. We, it was very, very challenging. And so I vividly remember many mornings we were both traveling to work and we would do like a daily check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it kind of sets the tone for the day. Yeah. Um, and just having, you know, her say what's going on. I think that that's another thing that, that has, when you're looking for friendships or evaluating if someone's going to be a good fit, having them be, you know, sometimes you'll have someone that will just call and just give you all of what's going on in their life and never ask like, how are you doing? You know, but with us, it's always been back and forth. She would say what's going on with her. I would say, you know, and we would have that give and take. And I think that is so important because- Yeah. Uh, We're both getting something out of it. Otherwise, you know, it's not like we're just dumping on each other. Exactly. Uh, So I just love having that set the tone for the day, check in with your person. Um, You know, at the time we didn't have, we were, we were each other's better half. We call each other our, you're my BH for better half (laughs) when we didn't have one. So, you know, I just think that that goes a long way, but having someone that can listen and doesn't judge and can get and give you feedback and you can, it goes both ways. Yeah. And that is your biggest fan and is always rooting exactly. for you. Yes. And it's probably the only person that hates your ex even more than you hate them. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> and I feel like that has been one of the things that I can say about all of my friends um, is that we all have kind of this like circle the wagons mentality. If anyone is in crisis, like how are we going to all show up to help stay yes. over the years? There's been countless stories driving me back up from Arizona mm-hmm. Many other times, one story that comes to mind with Andy was that my I was supposed to have surgery. My oh. parents were going to drive me, but then they got snowed in and I called Andy. She's like, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so Andy, tell me for you, what has been the value of female friendship in your life? And I have, one of the things is I've moved around a lot mm-hmm. as, as an adult. So I've made friends in different places but it's so important to have the female friends. So I was living in Boston and my roommate was a man. My best friend was a guy, like everybody was men. And it was really hard because sometimes you just want to have somebody that you can have a female like conversation (laughs) with. Right. And so it has always been important. I'm very close with my mom. I'm very close with my sister. Mm -hmm. So that has always been kind of a a tether for me that of, of that friendship. And I can talk to my mom 
as if she's a friend. You guys have the same thing with your mom. So that has been very impactful for me over the years. Um, I don't know if I answered that question. You did. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, there just is a, like a, a connection and I think a nurturing that comes through yes. having having female friends when you're a woman. And, you know, a lot of women I've heard over the years say like, I don't, I haven't really cultivated a lot of female friendships. I'm more of like a guy's girl and whatever works for people is fine. But I think women who really gravitate towards being friends with other women um, really enjoy like the, the vulnerability, the connection, the like nurturing that you can get from a, a female friendship. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're like me, I have no traditional male interests. I don't like sports. I don't play sports. I don't. So, Even you know, you tried to bring out the athletic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we saw how that went. Try. Being Try. Yeah. I have a long history of recruiting my friends to try things <laughs> out with me. You're always a good sport, though. <laughs> So, you know, like I just said, we know that all relationships require vulnerability, especially female relationships with friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, to have friendships, you need to be open to connection. Um, however, we need to be able to trust that we're emotionally safe with someone to really be able to connect with them. So, Andy, what for you, what are some traits that you have that you think make you a great female friend? And what traits mm -hmm. would you look for in another uh, in another woman that you wanted to cultivate a relationship with? That's a good question. First of all, I'm just all around awesome. Um, <laughs> but I think being a good listener, and that's kind of what you were saying, mm -hmm. like being able to listen, but also being able to share. So being open to to both ways, not just being a sounding board for somebody mm -hmm. and not using somebody as a sounding board, mm -hmm. but and actively listening and thinking through what's being said and being present for it. And then another, like obviously honesty and trust and the non-judgmental. That was one of the things that really I was drawn to with you. you. There was never any judgment for anything. And I I so value and appreciate that because I was, when we had intentionally decided to be friends, mm -hmm. I was coming out of another friend group where I found out everybody was just talking trash about everybody. Mm -hmm. And it was so hurtful yeah. and I had to separate myself from that. So I think being honest and not judgmental, but also being flexible. Mm -hmm. Like we're adults, we have busy lives. Everybody needs to kind of be flexible. Yeah. Like it's, I, yeah, that's what I think. I think I love great. it. Yeah. Shay, what about you? I, I agree with all of those. Um, love those. Uh, another, like, I feel like I'm loyal. Yeah. Um, like yeah. I will have your back. Mm -hmm. um, yes. That's just another one that comes to mind. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm I, your squad. I'm your tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And I will always have your back. Yeah. And I, I said that about you in, in our intro that you are one of the most reliable people. Oh, absolutely. If we've had some friends in crisis before, I won't go into too much detail, but I called Shay at two in the morning and said, one of our friends needs our help. She said, I'll be ready. And I think I picked you up or you picked yeah, me up at like three in the morning and we were um, off to whatever, you know, whatever we need to, to do. address the situation. Absolutely. So Shay, you can call Shay at three in the morning if you need to. I appreciate that you'll leave an answer. I will. I always leave my ringer on. Oh my gosh. I have my turn up my mom called me yesterday I was like I didn't even see the phone ring didn't see the phone ring what world are we give her my in? number okay I'll, I'll call I'll yeah. answer <laughs> if Vivian needs to talk 
Well, so I have always found it very easy to to have and maintain friendships. And I don't think that that's that's true for everybody. And I've had other relationships that I found very challenging to maintain, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, romantic relationships, work relationships, not necessarily as easy for me. But friendships have been a place that I have felt secure and it has been more of an easy experience. Do you do either of you feel that way about your friendships? Do you feel secure in your relationships with your friends or do you ever feel insecure in your relationship with your friends? I have felt insecure. The the friendship I was just talking yeah. about, like it was this group of friends and I thought everything was great. And then I was like, but wait, you're talking about her. I thought she, it, it's too, I, I don't there like was no that. trust. Yes. No trust. Yeah. Um, and for me in living different places, I've had to let stuff go. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's hard to maintain relationships across multiple time zones and yeah. all of that. So, but I've also felt comfortable letting go of a friendship if it's not working. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean if it's not serving me and in, in that kind of way, but if it's not, if, if it's, it's not, not a good working, fit, yeah. if it's not a good fit, it's time to let it go, mm-hmm. you know? What do you think? Yeah. Well, we were kind of talking uh, before this, you know, if it's, we're adults, we get it, we can pick who it's not family. We get to pick who we want to hang out with. We get to yeah. pick who we want to connect with, bond with, hang with. And if it's not a good fit, it's okay. It's yeah. okay to let it go. If yes. you, you know, when you, when it comes to that, when yeah. you, if you have a conflict and that person, I, I feel like it, the first thing would be to evaluate if they're adding something to your life. If yes. they're, you know, if it is a good fit and if not, maybe it's not, not worth it. I, I, it sounds cold, but you know what I mean? I do. If it's not a good fit, it's okay. It is okay. Let it let fade it. away. Yes. Just let it fade. Yeah. So both of you then from a therapy perspective has to have secure attachment in your friendships that you feel worthy of friendship. And at the same time, you know, that not everybody's going to be a fit and sometimes yeah. it's okay to let people go. And I think, you know, when I work with clients who are challenged in their friendships, it's either that they feel overwhelmed that they feel like they have to give something to a relationship that they don't really want to. Um, And so that can create a lot of challenges or they don't feel worthy of the relationships. And so they're kind of chasing Mm -hmm. people and and Mm -hmm. trying to to, um, connect with people who might not be a fit. You know, and I think what you spoke to earlier, Andy, is that we have similar values in friendship. I feel like the three of us that we are, we are committed to supporting each other and we're also very flexible and we don't have expectations of each other that I'm going to treat you like my spouse, or I'm going to require you to do things for me that maybe doesn't fit in with your lifestyle. I feel like we're very accommodating of Mm -hmm. each other. And so that's why it works. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had, I, it's, I, this just happened to me where somebody was putting a lot of pressure on me about when are we getting together? If I didn't respond in a certain time, it was actually the Bueller, Bueller (laughs) on a text. And it's like, I can't, I can't, handle that kind of pressure with a friendship. It's too much. And so I was able to say, Hey, this is not working for me. I want to be friends with you, but I, I can't handle something where I'm getting pressure like this. Yeah. And that comes back to the flexibility too, because, you know, at this time she's unemployed, she likes to garden, do all this stuff. Well, you have loads of free time and I don't. Yeah. And that's where it's not a good fit. It's, it's kind of incompatible. 
I had a similar experience on the flip side of that, where I reconnected with an old friend and we got together a couple of times and I thought, you know what, this is great. We, you know, we can kind of resurrect our friendship and, and it's somebody that I really appreciated and, and had a good time with. And they are in a very busy stage of their life. They have young children. And so, you know, I reached out a couple of times and it didn't, there wasn't availability. I actually didn't take it personally. No. Even if it was, I was just like this, we're just not aligned right now. And yeah. I, I absolutely wish her the best. Yeah. So this is such a good conversation that I think we'll continue it on the next episode, but we are out of time for today. So thank you for listening to Holding Ground and you can hear us next week to continue more on female friendships. Thanks for tuning into Holding Ground. You can hear us here every Tuesday morning at 9.30 a.m. on KKNW. I'm Laura Richard, Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. And we'll see you next week.